0: Oh, you see the big story. Front page New York Post today. They say you have all these hipsters and millennials down on the Lower East Side, which years ago used to be the Alphabet Jungle, Avenues A, B, C, and D. Used to, be, used to be Dope Fiend City. There would be lines and lines of people ready to shoot up. They're waiting for the P-Dope Man to come. Haven't been lines like that since. But there was for a rent control department. 338 square feet, costing you about $2,350, and so for 75 minutes, these millennials and hipsters like gerbils were online waiting, all hoping, hoping that they would be the one that could get this apartment, because there is a vast apartment housing shortage in New York City. There's too many people, not enough space. So they're online there, and they're doing their sexting and texting and everything that they're doing on their smartphones, their iPhones, uh, their Motorola burner phones, whatever. I don't know who ended up getting that apartment, but it was like the lead story in the New York Post. And I'm saying, what are they talking about? Look, when I ran for mayor, right, everybody came over to the apartment. All these Weisenheimer reporters say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go visit the cat man. Curtis Lee with 18 rescue cats, and they walk into the apartment, and I guess they were expecting to see U Here There it was right off of Central Park West and West 87th Street, where some people have come by to kill me, but have not succeeded. And inside, it's 328 square feet, so less square footage than what all those millennials and hipsters in the Lower East Side were vying for, and plus... We always have 18 rescue cats. My wife, Nancy, who is the animal rescuer par excellence, goes to the shelters right before it's time for the execution. Even Governor Hochul up there in Albany could not call the local shelter and stay the execution. That's how arcane this is. But you can run there the last second and adopt that cat out. And many of these cats who are scheduled to be destroyed, euthanized, have serious issues, just like normal human beings. The older they get, the more issues they have. Diabetes, they have high blood pressure, they die of stroke, they have cancers, all kinds of cancers, and even a form of HIV, which is FIV. Now, if you look, right? Look, wrong, wrong place. You look, see, that's hope. She's no longer with us. She had a stroke after having serious cancer, but she lived an additional three years. Then you see. You have here Wolverine, who just passed away from FIV, which is the animal version of HIV, which destroys your immune system. And uh, look at that uh, sleeping wonder over there. Oh, that's Apollo. That's the Patriarch. He's supposed to be doing security, but he's a slacker and deadbeat. He's just waiting for his next meal. And then you have Elon Musk, world's richest man, right, just bought Twitter. He claims he lives in a 350-square-foot apartment near his SpaceX uh, laboratories in Texas. Get out of here, 350 square feet, right? That's maybe his sock box. But the point is, big story about all these hipsters and millennials vying, bribing one another. You know, hey, can I take your place in line? Maybe I'll win the lottery for this uh, uber small apartment on the Lower East Side. And I've been living like this for years. But you know something? It's getting so down and dirty now that all those condos that have been bought by the Euro trash and the Red Chinese and the Brazilians, they come here and buy a condo, then they flip it, then they flip it again and again and again. And look at all the empty space we have around. Why not turn that into affordable housing? All these office spaces, they're empty. Either turn them into affordable housing or turn it into a place where you can put in mausoleums. So this way, all of a sudden, your beloved one drops dead. God only knows from what. You can visit them locally. Or more storage space for all the clutters out there. More storage space, more storage space, more storage space. Hey, hipsters and millennials, you deserve it. Oh, earlier today, the United States Supreme Court, in an expected decision in favor of people carrying guns, ruled 6-3 to on behalf of two New York residents who had applied for a concealed carry license. But then again, they were told, well, you haven't shown expeditiously how your life is threatened, which excludes a lot of people from being able to legally carry guns. Now, if you look at the roles now, All the people who are able to legally carry guns, conceal guns, they're the uber-rich, the billionaires, the millionaires. Talk show hosts, yeah, they run their mouth a mile a minute, and in order to back themselves up, they carry a pistol. Holy rollers, reverends, judges, all the elite, all the creme de la creme, they can get a gun, they can pack a gun to protect themselves, but meantime, an average, everyday, hard-working man or woman who may have already been victimized, imagine... You've been raped. Are you going to wait to get raped again? You've been robbed. You've been beaten. You've been savaged over. You got a bunch of gangbangers outside, Bloods of Crips, MS-13, Trinitarios. They come into your house or your place of business. They say, we're going to burn you down. We're going to rape your wife. We're going to rape your daughter. They slash your tires. They vandalize your property. You call 911. All of a sudden, you got to take a Bengay bath. You're getting arthritis in the fingers. The cops aren't coming. Eric Adams doesn't care. He's the swagger man. He's too busy raising the roof at the Club Zero Bond until the wee hours of dawn. You call up Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb, and she's thought, oh, well, let us know after the fact. After the fact ain't good enough. Well, finally, the United States Supreme Court did the right thing. And so if you can jump through all the hoops, and there are a lot of hoops, you got to take a test, you got to fill out the paperwork, got to get a background check, you got to be cleared federally, you got to be cleared locally, you got to prove that all the furniture is upstairs, not arranged in the wrong rooms, that you aren't a domestic abuser, still not easy to get a carry permit, and then claps the crime wave Holcomb. oh my God, anarchy, Eric Adams, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. No, you schmucks, you putzes. The worst thing that happens is when criminals who have illegal guns declare war on law-abiding people in New York State. Now, you want to resolve this? Hire more cops, right? You hire more cops, you got more cops, then you can make the argument that we already provide gun-toting law officers that keep you safe and secure in the city, in the suburbs, in the rural areas. The fact is, you've defunded the police. You've crippled the police. The police are now reactive, not proactive. So what is a citizen to do? It harkens us back to the days of the Wild West. Remember, the pioneers went out West. You had maybe a sheriff, a deputy sheriff, and you had a lot of, as Trump said, a lot of bad hombres, bandidos of all different types. You had to protect yourself. So if government is a dollar short and a day late, and they're not going to provide adequate public safety and we pay all these taxes, how is it you could deny the law-abiding man or woman an opportunity to carry a legally concealed pistol? Well, now we'll see all the addendums that the Democratic big cities try to impose to limit your ability to carry a weapon. You know, right after Memorial Day, the beaches open up, the public pools open up, and generally that's an opportunity for a lot of young men and young women to earn additional income as lifeguards. You know, up in the lifeguard chair, they got that stupid white plaster of Paris on their nose, they got those uh, dumb floppy hats on their head, and they sit up there all day, all night to make sure that you, who would drown in your own bathtub, doesn't get sucked up by the undertow, and obviously the current, it could drag you out to Davy Jones's locker. But what's happened this particular year is we don't have enough lifeguards, not only on the East Coast and West Coast, the oceans, but we don't have them for the lakes. We don't have them for the public pools. And so there's a desperate need for lifeguards, because really, You can't go swimming if you don't have a lifeguard. A lot of people are barely able to get in up to their necks. And then it's double trouble. So, number one, he's very quiet on this subject. But I remember then Vice President Joe Biden, 2017, went back to his hometown, Wilmington, and told the story of how he had been a lifeguard in in 1962. He was 19, coming back from college. He wanted to uh, see— how African-Americans were living. So he took up the job all summer. He was the only white guy there. And he talked about his battle with Corn Pop, who was the gang leader of the Romans, and how he went mano mano eye to eye, eye fornicating, mad talking, but they made the peace. And then he got a little freaky, a little creepy, a little too over the top. As he was speaking to young African-American boys and girls who were using the pool, he said, you know, when I was a lifeguard, many of the children would come up and they would brush my legs because in the sun it had turned blonde. And they would stroke my legs. And they'd sit on my lap. And I'd say, oh my God, is this guy a pedophile? This guy's freaky deaky. Anyway, continue to tell that story. Now you would think America's most famous and infamous uh, lifeguard would be promoting the lifeguard, Sean. But again, he's too busy blaming inflation on Putin. Then our own Bernard McGurk who was a lifeguard in Tibbet Book Park in Yonkers. And he talked about how the time he would walk around in his Speedos and all of his junk was hanging out, and he felt very uncomfortable until they changed the standard uniform for the lifeguard, the men lifeguards, to normal trunks. And he talked about how he would go. And I'm suggesting that we have a dynamic duo out there, since we have a dearth of lifeguards all over America, all throughout the tri-state area. Two men who hate, who loathe, who despise one another. President Joe Biden and Bernard McGurk should be side-by-side starting at a recruitment effort so that we don't have to close the pools or rope off whole areas of beaches. From Robert Moses State Park on the South Shore of Long Island, to Jones Beach, to the Jersey Shore, to Coney Island, Manhattan Beach. Oh, yeah, let's not forget Brighton Beach, Orchard Beach in the Bronx. We can go through a litany of places that now have to truncate their space because they don't have enough life cards. And this will bring peace, happiness, and solidarity to America. If President Joe Biden, who got very excited... When the little black kids was stroking the hair on his leg and sitting on his lap. And Bernard McGurk, who got very excited, showing his junk in the Speedos as a lifeguard up in Yonkers, would join in solidarity to fix the void. So where was the swagger man with no plan, Mayor Eric Adams, over the weekend, this past weekend, for Juneteenth, and for Father's Day? Well, as 20 New Yorkers got shot, and a few died, ended up in body bags. The male was nowhere to be found. You know why? Because he was getting wine-dined and pocket-lined, and actually, he had to go where all the celebrities go. And on Father's Day, he took his son. Where did he take his son? Well, first, he took him to the Met game at City Field. Huh, he's a Met fan. His son is a Met fan. You know, uh, I'd go to child welfare, and tell them, hey, take the kid away. This is very depressing that he would have his son following his footsteps. That's number one. Number two, they went to the drop party of the new album of French Montana. French Montana. See, there's French Montana, right? Frenchy, who ain't French. And then Eric Adams, who is not hip or fly or knows nothing about this new genre of music, He has the chutzpah, the hubris to say, oh, yeah, everybody's waiting for the new drop from French Montana. I bet you if you ask, if you ask Eric Adams, French, is he French? Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably from Marseille or Paris. This guy knows nothing about nothing about the music scene. I'll give you an example. More pertinent are all the uh, drill rappers drill rappers who end up getting into beefs as they're dropping their lines, dissing and dismissing one another, and as a result trying to settle their beefs with drive-by shootings, retaliatory return shootings, and there's an endless series of shootings and violence and a lot of people who are dropping in body bags. So, Eric Adams knew nothing about drill rap when he was in Brooklyn, even though there's a big mural of pop smoke in Canarsie, where I grew up, on 82nd and, and Flatlands, he was a crip, shot and killed in L.A., drill rapper. Eric Adams had no idea. Then his son, who works in the rap industry, says, hey, Dad got to do something about these drill rapping. That's the reason so many young African-American men are being shot and killed, shot and injured. So then all of a sudden, Eric Adams, who knows nothing about nothing when it comes to drill rap says, oh my God, I just heard some of the lines they were dropping. My son shared with me. We got to ban all drill rap. We got to make sure that all the social networking, Silicon Valley bans it including the Zuckerberg on Facebook. And then everybody told Eric Hedges, this is America, First Amendment, you can't do that. So what did he do in typical manic, depressive, bipolar status? He invited 50 drill rappers to City Hall to take photos with them. As he's sitting down there as if he's the king of drill rapping, he looks around as the photo session is going on, and he goes, wow, this is so cool. This is so fly. This is really good. Since then, about five of these degenerates have killed people, other drill rappers, or tried to kill drill rappers and killed innocent passerbys. Eric Adams, when it comes to rap, French Montana... Drill Rappers, you're a Dollar short Daylight. Don't pretend that you're hip and happening. Just admit you're a fuddy-duddy, and you really don't know what to do about Drill Rappers.